services. Customers are advised to check journey details before travelling. Arriva Trains Wales did suspend services between Carmarthen and Pembroke Dock, Carmarthen to Milford Haven and Carmarthen to Fishguard Harbour due to a tree on the line. The line is now open. There were more than 80 flood-related calls to the fire services across Wales, with the South Wales Valleys most affected. The Duke of Gloucester will be in the county on Thursday, October the 4th, to commemorate the centenary of an incident during the First World War that has created a link with Angle and Japan. The Duke will attend an unveiling of a Japanese war memorial in the village. The Duke is set to carry out the official unveiling of the memorial, which is at a currently unmarked Japanese war grave in Angle Churchyard during the First World War on October the 4th, 1918. A 7,700-ton merchant ship, Hirano Maru, was torpedoed by a German U-boat 200 miles south of Ireland. Of the 320 people on board, only 28 survived. Several of the bodies of those drowned were eventually washed ashore at Angle and buried in the village churchyard. Funds for a granite obelisk have been raised locally under the auspices of the West Wales Maritime Heritage Society and by a donation from the NYK shipping line, owners of the Hirano Maru. Representatives from the company will be at the ceremony along with staff from the Japanese Embassy in London as they commemorate one incident of the war that has created a connection between Pembrokeshire and Japan. The memorial has been made locally by a father and son team of stonemasons from Milford Haven. The Duke will also be visiting Angle Lifeboat Station, which is celebrating its 150th anniversary year, and Chapel Bay Fort and Museum at the western edge of the village. The Coast Artillery Fort, a scheduled ancient monument, was completed in 1891 and is the earliest known fort in the world constructed principally of mass concrete. The Duke will also officially open the Paul Sartori House in Winch Lane, Haverford West. The building is the headquarters of the Paul Sartori Foundation, which provides Pembrokeshire's only hospice at home service. The 20th Narbeth Food Festival is taking place over this weekend with a full timetable of events in the festival marquee and around the town all day, Saturday and Sunday. Not only is Narbeth Food Festival one of the longest established food festivals in Wales, it's also known as the friendliest and is being headlined this year by celebrity Welsh chef Bryn Williams and a selection of food creatives who will be cooking throughout the event. With live music, entertainment, workshops, masterclasses and children's activities and lots of food, glorious food, on over 50 stalls, people heading for the festival will have fun and food available to enjoy whatever the weather. Entry tickets £4 on Saturday, £3 Sunday or £5 for a weekend pass. Check out the Narbeth Food Festival page on Facebook for full details of the music and food lineup. That's the latest. You're up to date on Pure West Radio. Pure West Radio. See the action live from our studios in Haverford West at purewestradio.com and on our Facebook page. I want to talk to you. Hello. 
last time we talked, Mr. Smith, you reduced me to tears. I promise you it won't happen again. Do I attract you? Do I repulse you with my queasy smile? Am I too dirty? Am I too flirty? Do I like what you like? Yeah, I could be wholesome, I could be loathsome, guess I'm a little bit shy. Why don't you like me? Why don't you like me without making me try? I try to be like Chris Kelly. Little Freddy, I've got an entity in
that uh, flies in the face of all current thinking that uh, high yield farming costs the environment less than previously thought and could help spare habitats. Now, new findings suggest that more intensive agriculture might be the least bad option for feeding the world while saving its species. Provided use of such land-efficient systems prevents further conversion of wilderness to farmland. Now, our results suggest that high-yield farming could be harnessed to meet the growing demand for food without destroying more of the natural world. And this was from the study leader, Andrew Bamford. He says that agriculture that appears to be more eco-friendly but uses more land may actually have greater environmental costs per unit of food than high-yield farming that uses less land, a new study has found. Now, there is mounting evidence that the best way to meet rising food demand while conserving biodiversity is to wring out as much food as sustainably possible from the land that we do farm, so that more natural habitats can be spared the plough. However, this involves intensive farming uh, techniques that um, create disproportionate levels of pollution, water, scarcity and soil erosion. Now, scientists have put together measures for some of the major externalities, such as greenhouse gas emission, fertiliser and water use, generated by high and low yield farming systems, and compared the environmental costs of producing a given amount of food in different ways. Now, previous research compared these costs by land area, as high-yield farming needs less land to produce the same quantity of food. The study's authors say this approach overestimates its environmental impact. Now, their results from four major agricultural sectors suggest that, contrary to many people's perceptions, more intensive agriculture that uses less land may also produce fewer pollutants, cause less soil loss and consume less water. However, the team behind the study, led by scientists from the University of Cambridge, cautioned that if higher yields are simply used to increase profit or lower prices, they will only uh, accelerate the extinction, ex- sorry, extinction crisis we are already seeing. Agriculture is the most significant cause of biodiversity loss on the planet, said the study-led author, uh, Andrew Bamford, who is a professor of conservation science from Cambridge's Department of Zoology. Habitats are continuing to be cleared to make way for farmland, leaving ever less space for wildlife. Our results suggest that high-yield farming could be harnessed to meet the growing demand for food without destroying more of the natural world. However, if we are to avert mass extinction, it is vital that land-efficient agriculture is linked to more wilderness being spared the plough. The Cambridge scientists conducted the study with a research team from 17 organisations across the UK and around the globe, including colleagues from Poland, Brazil, Australia, Mexico and Colombia. The study analysed information from hundreds of investigations into four vast food sectors, accounting for large percentages of global output for each uh, product. So you've got the Asian paddy rice, 90%, European wheat, 33%, Latin American beef, 23%, and European dairy, 53%. Examples of high-yield strategies include enhanced pasture systems and livestock breeds in beef production, use of chemical fertiliser on crops, and keeping dairy cows indoors for longer. 
Although the scientists found data to be limited and say more research is urgently needed on the environmental cost of different farming systems, nevertheless results suggest many high-yield systems are less ecologically damaging and crucially use much less land. For example, in field trials, inorganic nitrogen boosted yields with little to no greenhouse gas penalty and lower water use per tonne of rice. Per tonne of beef, the team found that greenhouse gas emissions could be halved in some systems where yields are boosted by adding trees to provide shade and forage for cattle. The study only looked at organic farming in the European dairy sector, but found that for the same amount of milk, organic systems caused at least one-third more soil loss and take up twice as much land as conventional dairy farming. Oof, that's a bit of a blow to the organic systems. Anyway, co-author Professor Phil Garnsworth, who's from the University of Nottingham, who led the dairy team, said, Across all dairy systems, we find that higher milk yield per unit of land generally leads to greater biological and economic efficiency of production. Dairy farmers should welcome the news that more efficient systems have a lower environmental impact. And conservation expert and co-author Dr David uh, Edwards from the University of Sheffield said, Organic systems are often considered to be more environmentally friendly than conventional farm farming, but our work suggested the opposite. By using more land to produce the same yield, organic may ultimately accrue larger environmental costs. The study authors say that high-yield farming must be combined with mechanisms that limit agricultural expansion if it is to have an environmental benefit, and these could include strict land-use zoning and restructured rural subsidies. These results add to the evidence that sparing natural habitats by using high-yield farming to produce food is the least bad way forward, said Mr Bumford. Where agricultural is heavily subsidised, public payments could be contingent on higher food yields from land already being farmed, while other land is taken out of production and restored as natural habitat for wildlife and carbon or floodwater storage. Well, that was very technical. I hope you had your science heads on there. But it does it does make sense. It's saying, you know, we should get more out of what we've got, but don't touch any new land in the future to save the uh, habitats.
This is your Sunday morning farm and country show from Pure West Radio with me, Sarah Miller. And we're still saying on the subject of uh, pollution. My goodness, we've been doing a very green programme this morning, I feel, because there's a £3 million support scheme launched to reduce air pollution from farming. Now, the Catchment Sensitive Farming CSF Partnership has launched a new £3 million programme to reduce ammonia emissions from agriculture, and it was launched on Wednesday of last week. Just gone. Farming is responsible for 88% of all UK emissions of ammonia gas, which can travel long distances. They can be damaging to the environment and combine with other air pollutants to form particulates, which are harmful to human health. Now, a partnership between DEFRA, the Environment Agency, and Natural England will support farmers to take action to reduce harmful ammonia emissions. Now, remember, I know this is England, but if it happens in England, it'll be coming across the Severn Bridge in the uh, not-too-distant future. Now, the money will fund a team of specialists who will work with farmers and landowners to implement the measures to reduce their ammonia, set out in a new Code of Good Agricultural Practice for reducing ammonia emissions, and that that is COGAP, COGAP. Now, the team will provide training events, tailored advice, individual farm uh, visits and support with grant applications, all funded by the programme. Now, the partnership is is aiming to reduce UK ammonia emissions from agriculture by 8% uh, by 2020, which is just, you know, um, just over a year away, and by 16% in 2030. Now, Bob Middleton, who's the programme manager for Catchment Sensitive Farming, said, As custodians of the land, farmers have an important role to play in protecting the environment. By reducing ammonia emissions, it can also bring real business benefits. The UK loses £138 million of nitrogen per year from ammonia emissions, so by taking actions to reduce them, farmers can get more value from their manure and fertiliser and save money. I wonder if you can use a grant from these people to buy the slurry system we talked about earlier in the show. Just putting two and two together. Now, this new programme adds to the existing popular programme of advice to improve water quality and prevent flooding from farm, from farmed land. And, and there's also a video you can see on YouTube which sets out simple steps uh, all farmers can take to reduce ammonia emissions, such as the way they handle livestock uh, feed and manure and fertiliser spreading. So uh, farming's on YouTube. Brilliant. Getting, really getting down there with the kids. Now, the farming minister, George Eustace, said, there is growing evidence that ammonia emissions can have significant impacts to parts of our environment, so we want to help farmers play their part in reducing them. A specialist team of advisors leading this project can advise farmers on steps they uh, can take, such as improved slurry handling facilities, there we go, and grants are available where investment is required. Go on, get, uh, get researching that one. Now, the announcement comes less than a week after the introduction of the government's landmark agricultural bill, which sets out ambitious proposals to protect and enhance our environment. It's to replace the common agricultural policy. A new system will reward farmers for public goods, which includes taking action to improve air and water quality and soil health. So there we go. It's very, very interesting. It's all sort of coming together now, and a lot of these um, challenges need to be met post-Brexit, as obviously as well as getting our food from Spain. The Bush Inn, Robuston Wathen, home to the famous Pembrokeshire Carvery. We are open six days a week, Tuesday to Sunday, serving tasty and homemade dishes with daily specials. All of our dishes are prepared from fresh, and if you have a sweet tooth, we have a delicious selection of homemade desserts. The Bush Inn is a family-run business, and we guarantee a service with a smile. So be sure to pop in and say hello. It's steak night every Saturday and with a carvery every Wednesday and Sunday. Booking is essential for the Sunday sitting. Call 01834 860 or visit thebushinrobustonwathen.com. Family and food is what we do. The Bush Inn, Robuston Wathen. 
At KO Carpets, you know quality is assured. We've been your local family-run business for over 40 years. We're widely recognized as Pembrokes' leading supplier of domestic and contract flooring. We provide full end-to-end -end service, free measures and estimates, free delivery and free fitting by our professional team of highly skilled fitters. Come and see us at Vine Road, Johnston, or drop us an email, sales at kocarpets.com. We're a knockout at flooring. Have you seen that change for life? It's about the little changes we can all make to be healthier. They're simple things like learning to watch the salt. You see, salt's really crafty. It hides in food you'd never expect, like cereals, bread and ready meals. It soon adds up and can increase our blood pressure, which can lead to heart disease or a stroke. That's why it's really important for us to cut down. Just check the labels. It's easy to be food smart. For more ideas to help you and your family watch the salt, search Change for Life online. West Radio. Listen online at purewestradio.com. This is Pure West Radio. There's a fire 
the dark Finally I can see you crystal clear Go ahead and sell me out and I'll lay your ship bare market report comes to you from cardigan from last monday the 17th of september now fat lambs forward they were 261 and they're saying it's a respectable entry considering it was the main nsa ram sale in bills 
Heavyweight lambs were in good demand, topping at £83.20 a head for 47.5 kilogram uh, lambs from Evans at Owlfrin, whilst 45k lambs from Howells Del Nant topped at 176 pence per kilogram. The overall average was 164 pence per kilogram, and top and leading prices are as follows. Uh, 45 kilogram went for 176 pence per kilogram, that was Howells of Del Nant. 46 kilogram again went for 176, Thomas of Hengefach. 47 and a half went for 175 pence per kilogram, Evans at Eulfran. 46k went at 175, again Thomas Hengefach. 37 and a half kilograms, 173 pence per kilogram, uh, Turner from Tiriet. 47 kilogram, 172 pence, Ellis at Tiros. 37 kilogram, 172 pence, Forster Brinkoid. 45 kilogram, 171p, uh, Davis at Penkunk. Uh, 41 kilogram, 170 pence per kilogram, Toddington's Limited, Castle Kenlass. And 41 kilogram lamb, uh, 170 pence per kilogram, Davis, Penkunk. Right, quotations, the light lambs, 25 and a half to 32k. Uh, top price was 50, average was 50. Standard lambs, top price 64.80, average was 56. Medium lambs, top price 79, average 68. Uh, heavy lambs, £83.20 was the top price, with 79 being the average. And the very, very heavy lambs were £81.80, and the average was 80. Now, 45 store lambs forward, 37k uh, kilogram lambs from Evans at Ikum topped at £59.50. £51 for 33.5k from Foster at Brinkoid. £45.50 for a 35.5kg from Turner at Tiriet. 42 cull sheep forward, the best meated ewes reached £82.50 from Williams of Gottrell Farm, who also sold at 73 uh, There were £75 for ewes from Hopkins at Lanecrog, who also sold at 55 Now, there were 42 store cattle and grazing cows. In the store cattle section, uh, the majority forward were dairy bread steers, topping at 850 was a 28-month Charolais heifer from George and Son at Goitra Farm. £755 for a 17-month Hereford heifer from Vaughan and Sons at Falkirk. Uh, £650 for a 22-24 to 24, uh, Frisian steers from Solace at Finondon, who also sold uh, 21-month heifers at 640 and further Hereford Frisian steers at 600 Cows peaked at 970 for a 660k Simmental uh, from Vaughan and Sons and £905 for a 790 Okay, Simmental from Adams Owlan. Hang on, no, I haven't finished. There's 82 calves forward. It's all the abbreviations they put in here. I have to think ahead. Uh, the best beef calves, uh, calves reached £255 for a Belgian blue bull from Ever Emerald Grove Farms Limited. And they also sold a Belgian blue heifer at £215. £230 for a limousine bull from Thomas at Meinkoch, who also sold a limousine heifer at £195. £200 for Charolais heifers from Parry at Kreuzgoen. And £175 uh, from Aberdeen Angus Bull from Jones at Gola and £172 for Hereford Heifer from Evans uh, £162 for Simmonton Bull from Evans at Gowell and the best Frisian Bulls peaked at £95 from Evans at Gowell £92 for a Frisian from Davies at Mysigwen and that just about wraps up your market prices for this week and again many apologies for any mispronunciation
Cause with all that has happened I think that we both know the way that the story ends Then only for a minute I want to change my mind Cause this just don't feel right to me I want to raise your spirits I want to see you smile And the image of you being with someone else while it's eating me up inside But we ran our course, we pretended we're okay Now if we jump together at least we can swim far away from the wreck we made Then only for a minute I want to change my mind Cause this just don't feel right to me I want to raise your spirits I want to see you smile, no, that means I'll have to leave. No, that means I'll have to leave. Lately, I've been, I've been thinking, I want you to be happier, I want you to be happier. This is your Pure West Farm and Country Show from your Pure West uh, radio station here in Haverford West. Now, who wants to do the weather? Because I think I'm, uh, I'm about to throw, throw the towel in because it changes all the time. And uh, who could have predicted? Uh, well, I suppose you, we could have predicted we would have had the tail end of some kind of hurricane, uh, thanks uh, to the American weather over there. But uh, it, it really blew in in the middle of the week, didn't it? Well, next week's not looking too bad. Still quite breezy, but the long-range weather forecast actually hasn't got any rain in the forecast. Now, how, how can you believe that? I mean, I certainly don't. Temperatures are still holding up. It's still going to be uh, sort of, you know, pretty warm. About 14 today. It's going to be sort of 15, 16, 17 degrees through the rest of the week. But as I say, in my long-range weather forecast, there isn't any rain forecast. So I, I just can't believe that one iota. But there we go. 
Now, let's have a little look at what's going on. I must say, first of all, well done to all the winners at the Pembrokeshire Beekeeper Association Honey Competition that was held yesterday uh, over at Skelton Manor. Uh, lots of people walking off with uh, trophies for the uh, myriads of different types of honey, and uh, it was lovely to see uh, so many people coming together, you know, obviously helping helping the bee population. That's what we're here for. We've got to get all our bees through the winter now. There's the tricky part. Uh, well, going on right now, it's day two of the Narbeth Food Festival, so lots to see and do down there. So if you didn't manage to get there yesterday, you could take a trip down there today. Or if you did do the Narbeth Food Festival yesterday, t- today you could go to the Sheep Festival over there in Landover. Again, with a great range of food stalls, competitions, sheep racing, all sorts going on. So, uh, you know, get out and enjoy um, the great outdoors while you can because there's stuff happening. Now, and there's just a couple of meetings I need to mention. And it's all about this consultation that we spoke about last week. And it's one of those things you've got to, got to be there. Uh, so Thursday, there's two going on. There's one in Carmarthenshire, which is at the halfway in Nankaradek. And uh, they're going to outline Welsh Government proposals for future farm support, which includes phasing out current direct support payments. And as we've said all along, this is the most significant consultation in a generation, and we must ensure that the industry's voice is heard loud and clear. And also the Pembrokeshire NFU Cymru one is going on, and that's at Agricultural House in Haverford West. So really, really, really important that we uh, you know, get our voices heard at all those meetings. And uh, just a quick reminder, if you've got anything you want me to uh, tell everybody about, just drop me a note on the um, Pure West Radio Facebook Messenger page.
Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, Pure West Radio.
What a show we've had this morning. Um, I, I hope not too many people were eating breakfast because we've covered a diverse range of uh, topics this morning, uh, ranging from pioneering slurry systems to uh, badger culling. And uh, we've also had a, a dose of African swine fever thrown in there for good measure. But uh, I do hope you found it interesting. It's, it's been very, very informative. It's been quite a, quite a learning curve for, for me this morning, and I thoroughly enjoyed being here. Now, hopefully next week, Emma uh, will be with me in the studio. We'll be talking all things floral and, uh, you know, a bit more countryside aware than perhaps uh, some of the intensive agricultural topics we've discussed this week. But, uh, yeah, hope so. It'd be great to have Emma here in the studio with me. All it remains for me to do is thank you very much for your company over the past couple of hours. Do hope you've enjoyed the show. And anything you want me to cover, you just contact me on our Pure West Radio Facebook Messenger page. And uh, I'll catch you all again this time next week. I love my brother. We do fun things like playing together. I like having hugs with Freddie. Freddie gives the best hugs. Freddie used to be very poorly. And the doctor said he might need a new liver. Then one day, a very nice person gave their liver to Freddie. It was amazing. We were so happy. Now he's around to give me more hugs than ever. Tell your family you want to save lives. To find out more, visit organdonation.nhs.uk. At Teas R Us, our services range from one-off t-shirt printing and slogans to embroidered clothing and uniforms for business and clubs. Whether your design needs to look crisp and professional or it's just a bit of fun, our experienced embroiders and t-shirt printers offer high-quality products at very competitive prices. Remember, if your business needs to look like a team, we can help design a logo and embroider it or screen print it onto quality clothing especially on workwear or for sports clubs and schools. Personalised clothing from Teas R Us. We can take care of it all. Find us at Rumbleway Service Station New Hedges, 10B in Law Street, Pembroke Dock and Prendergast in Haverford West. Teas R Us. Change for Life is about small changes we can make to be healthier. For loads of ideas to cut back fat, watch the salt, make sugar swaps or get you five a day, just search online for Change for Life. For Pembrokeshire... From Pembrokeshire, Pure West Radio. Remember the words you told me, love me till the day I die. Surrender my everything cause you made me believe you're mine. Yeah, you used to call me baby, now you're calling me by name. Takes one to know one, yeah, you beat me at my own damn game You pushing, you pushing, I'm pulling away, pulling away from you I give and I give and I give and you take, give and you take
looking at those changes Hope to God you see my face I'm Sarah Hoss. Further bad weather is forecast throughout Sunday, which could cause further disruption to train services. Customers are advised to check journey details before travelling. Arriva Trains Wales did suspend services between Carmarthen and Pembroke Dock, Carmarthen to Milford Haven and Carmarthen to Fishguard Harbour due to a tree on the line. The line is now open. There were more than 80 flood-related calls to the fire services across Wales, with the South Wales Valleys most affected. The Duke of Gloucester will be in the county on Thursday, October the 4th, to commemorate the centenary of an incident during the First World War that has created a link with Angle and Japan.